Hey folks, Coach Clay here and welcome to another Coach's Notes. We're just coming out of the Easter holiday weekend. It's actually bank holiday Monday right now, Easter Monday. And so um, I've took three days off to enjoy Easter. I'm so glad that I did actually. I was, I was I needed that break because I've been working pretty flat out with loads of Zoom calls, Zoom coaching, Zoom webinars. And that I just needed a break to kind of turn off from all of that, which I did. And though we didn't get to celebrate Easter in the same way that we would normally do back in the days and go Easter egg hunting and all of that, uh, we did enjoy ourselves um, playing games, watching movies and eating good food and the chocolate Easter egg. Of course, I had my Cadbury's chocolate Easter egg. Because it wouldn't be Easter without your Easter egg, right? Chocolate Easter egg. <laughs> anyway, so today I wanted to talk about the Big Five personality test. Now, I've heard of the Big Five personality tests in the past, probably ages ago. I'm a big, big fan of using the behavioral style profiles. I'm a licensed practitioner in Clarity 4D. I've had a license in DISC and Insights in the past, done some Myers-Briggs. And as I said, I've been aware of the Big Five, but so long ago, I haven't actually really paid much attention to it. But I was watching an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had Jordan Peterson on. And actually, before I get to that, Peterson said something on that podcast that was really profound to me. And this is what he said. The spoken word is now as powerful as the written word. That's never happened before in human history. And we're on the cutting edge of that, for better or worse. That's a very good way to put it. The spoken word is just powerful. Yeah, and maybe even more so. Well, because yeah, it's so yes. accessible to people that don't have the time to read. You know, I never actually really put that in context that the spoken word has caught up and is on par, if not surpassing the written word. I found that fascinating as a concept, really. But it, it makes sense. I mean, we do spend a lot of time watching videos, learning from videos. Podcasts have become massive now. Um, lots more people, while not reading books, but they're listening to audiobooks and so getting access to that same knowledge. So it was interesting that I thought that was fascinating. But that's not what I wanted to talk about on the podcast today. Um, I really wanted to take a deep dive into the big five personality tests. And how do those two link together? Well, later on in that same broadcast of Rogan's podcast, Jordan talks about his self-authoring program. And that self-authoring program, so I looked it up, and the basis of it, or at least the, where you start from, is taking the big five personality test. Um, and that just got me curious to know what I would come out on, you know, taking it, what will my uh, results be? So quick hop onto the internet found Chuity's website, Chuity.com, the site I've been to before. They administer a number of different tests. Big Five is one of them. Um, and I took it. You can take it for free there, um, which will give you a, a, a highlighted version of your profile. And if you want the full profile, then it is 19 Dollars, I think nineteen ninety nine or something like that. It's no more than twenty dollars um, to take it. So paid the twenty dollars, took the test, and it's like sixty questions. Takes you about ten minutes to 
complete. Now, what is the big five personality test? Now, just very, very briefly, it measures five personality traits, hence the name, right? <laughs> and the five traits are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Now, very briefly, before I switch over to the laptop, because I want to take you through, um, I want to take you through my profile and my actual profile results. I'll switch over to that in a minute. But so openness is how open a person is to new ideas and experiences. Conscientiousness is how goal-directed, persistent, and organized a person is. Extroversion, how much a person's energy is energized by the outside world. And agreeableness is how much a person puts other people's interests and needs ahead of their own. And neuroticism, how sensitive a person is to stress and, and negative emotional triggers. So that's the five, very briefly. But as I said, I want to take a, a deep dive into the big five using my profile as its basis. So I'm going to switch over now. All right, so this is my actual profile, the Big Five Personality Test from Truity, and these are my actual results. And I just want to take you through those. Just you know, one, we can kind of explore this together, and then you can get a sense of what it's like. And if, as I said, if you wanted to also um, take the test, you can do it at Truity. It's $20 if you want the full profile free if you're just happy to get a snapshot. So the first measure of openness, which uh, describes an individual's tendency to think in complex and abstract ways. So as it says here on the report, um, people with high openness are abstract thinkers, while people with low uh, openness are concrete thinkers. As you can see, my score here uh, score pretty high in openness, 85%, average being 58%. And what that means, it says here, it has a section here about where you fit in. And, and so for me, it means that um, I'm able, more able than the average person to connect unrelated concepts, which I, which when I think about how I do create things, my best way of creating is taking things that um, exist and then looking for um, a correlation between those Un unrelated concepts. Um, but so I'm not the type that creates from like thin air, where some people might do. Um, so this makes you more creative and imaginative than average and are more likely to appreciate unusual ideas. And I wouldn't disagree with um, any of that. Says um, because of my high openness, I'm more likely to appreciate art, music, and various cultural activities. Um, yeah, and absolutely. So, and one of the things, and, and I think the reason why I wanted to take this this test at this time as well, as, as I'm thinking through um, the self-awareness piece, thinking through some of the personal development, thinking through what, how do you, um, how do you capitalize on your strengths and play to your strengths most. And so, and I think this is the reason why, um, this is, well, don't think this is the reason why 
um, I like to start from doing a personality or behavioral style profile of some type because it just gives you an insight to where your strengths and preferences lie. And this is this is dead on um, so far. So next trait, uh, conscientiousness. So conscientiousness describes a person's tendency to be persistent and determined in achieving their goals. So people with high conscientiousness tend to work hard to put their plans into action, while people with low conscientiousness tend to change course and get distracted easily. Now, as you can see, my score is pretty low, 29%, and the average is actually 55%, so I'm well below um, average in that score in terms of it's pretty low. And that, again, is a, um, a bang on this -ness, ness for me in the sense that I am one of these people that are attracted by shiny new things. Um, I like to start projects. I'm always excited about the beginnings of the initiating, the idea generation, the is this thing possible? And then once I've figured out it is possible and get past the initial something else shiny comes up and um, I'm off. <laughs> so I do know that about myself. And it's one of the things that I am working on making sure that um, I have it in its right perspective as well. So conscientious people, um, so people with high one are able to delay gratification, whereas um, I guess I am not. And same here, it's like conscientious people are tend to be orderly, organized, and reliable. Now, I would say I am reliable. Orderly and organized, that's a whole nother story. And where it fits into me, so people with low conscientiousness, um, it means, at least what it's saying here, is that I have less self-control than the average person. And I'm mostly governed by my desires and wishes in the moment. Um, a truer statement probably never uttered <laughs> about me. I'm, I mean, I am a very now kind of guy. Um, and, you know, sometimes I just think, is that just a philosophical orientation of me, you know, because, you know, tomorrow's not promised to you and all of that. And um, so I do tend to be in now. But, you know, as this is pointing out, it's one of my personalities, it's part of my personality trait. Um, is this low conscientiousness, which, um, but a good thing in here, I make decisions quick, quickly, which is true, because I don't spend much time weighing up the pros and cons. It's like, oop, let's just go, and I go with a gut feel, which is true. Uh, extroversion is the next category in here. Let's take a look at that. My score pretty high on extroversion, 83%, averages 51%. So again, people here, have a tendency to be energized um, by being around people versus being by themselves. So extroverts are energized by socializing with others, while introverts, people low in extroversion, are energized by spending time alone. So now this is always an interesting one um, for me. So I'm, I'm, I am, I usually, on all of these, I score really high on extroversion. But I do have some very introverted tendencies like um you would think that the whole sort of coronavirus thing would be the death of me being high in extroversion and needing people around me um but i love books as you could see in the background here and being in that space and the you know 
you read is a solitary thing. So I need my time to read. So I'm happy to be alone for those types of things. And, and I like being alone for thinking. I think where um, my high extroversion shows itself is when I'm actually um, working on, like I like working on projects and collaborating pe- with people. Um, I like the energy of having the team or having collaboration. I just work I'm at my best when I'm generating ideas with um with a group of people. I know I know that. Um so what else does it say here? So uh, as a person that's highly extroverted, enthusiastic about life and what it has to offer. They see the world as full of potential joys and thrills and are eager to pursue them. Yeah. Okay, I like it now. It's I'm a, I'm a big um, chaser of of you know joys and thrills. I used to be really bad in my thrill seeking in terms of extreme sports. Come down a lot now since then. Next trait: agreeableness. So agreeableness is I'm kind of dead even here. So sixty five percent average is sixty three percent. So. And right on average here. So agreeable agreeableness is about um, describing an individual's tendency to put the needs of others ahead of their own. So highly agreeable people are mostly concerned with getting along with others. And people low in agreeableness are mostly concerned with serving their own interests. So um, in the average, which means for me here, so we're going to fit in. Um, Having a moderate agreeableness, um, I feel an average amount of empathy for others. I generally have a sense of what others are feeling and show about as much concern as a typical person. Now, I think I have huge empathy being in the work that I do on the sort of coach side. Um, but Tess says, I'm on average, so I can be happy with that, right? Neuroticism is the next one. My score is 27, so it's go pretty low on neuroticism. The average is 54%. So neuroticism describes an individual's response to stress. And highly neurotic people are susceptible to anxiety, depression, anger, and other negative emotions when they're under stressful conditions, while people in low with low neuroticism resist stress and tend not to experience any negative emotions. Now, this is one of those ones that seems a positive thing, but, you know, it's actually given me some grief. I think a lot back to um, when I was full-time employed, my time in the army. One of my criticisms is always that I seem to be too laid back, you know, especially in situations where everyone else, you know, not everyone else, but, you know, should that I should be really stressed out about um i tend not to show that i I tend not to have that does it tend to come across um and then some people have taken that as not caring um not serious about the situation um i've even had um relationships the same where that sense of laid-backness um has made that person think that um, I don't care, but that's not true. I just not one according to this. And my low um, neuroticism score, this trait, yeah, it's not a thing for me to be 
expressing high stress and anxiety there. So it says here, so a person who is low in neuroticism, um, I'll experience less negative emotions than the average person, rarely feel anxious, sad, or self-conscious, and am not troubled much by negative thoughts, which is true. I don't spend a lot of time um, in the sad or anxious or self-conscious space. Um, so interesting. So I'm, I'm not going to go into, um, the core patterns. Um, not going to go too in depth with it. So that after you look at the big, the big five of the traits, there's these, um, core patterns. And for the people that are watching this, you can see on the screen now, um, the graphs, um, uh, for those who are listening to the podcast, basically, um, the first pattern is uh, your core pattern. Um, I'm an empathetic idealist in that space um, as opposed to an analytical thinker, practical caretaker, or logical mechanical. Um, the next pattern is interpersonal pattern. I come out high as a social butterfly, um, which is friendly, amiable, loves people, and approaches them without hesitation. And sorry, the empathetic idealist the first one, the core pattern, uses insight and creativity to help others, uh, thinks about how the world could be better and more beautiful place. Um, so moving on to social pattern is another one. As I said, people who are watching this, you can see this on the screen, those who can't. Social pattern uh, basically uh, describes how I position myself in relationship to social groups and I, I come out high as a gleeful, in the gleeful rebellion category versus easy belonging, safety in numbers, and anxious alienation. So gleeful rebellion, um, apparently I, I enjoy f the feeling of uniqueness, embraces alternative cultures, and takes pleasure in being different, like showing individuality. Yay! Uh, communication pattern is the other one. So the, this um, looks at um, how you communicate your thoughts, experiences, and ideas to others. I score high here, come out on this pattern of shared vision versus open lines, concise facts, and thoughtful insight. Shared vision is um, enjoys expressing ideas and vision, loves to brainstorm and discuss possibilities, tends to just focus on the future, goals and abstract ideas 100 percent emotional pattern uh, is the next pattern so this describes uh, your emotional experiences specifically the emotions that are most often parts of your experience of life and it's interesting so um this category i come out as mostly sunny that's my highest one tends to be mostly happy and content shrugs off stress and easily finds things to look forward to. Most emotional experiences are positive. Versus the other three, which is even kill, mostly gloomy, full spectrum. Um, and then we've got move motivation pattern. So this um, describes how you get and stay motivated. My top category here is carefree fun, prefers to avoid responsibility. Whoa, that's so true. <laughs> and enjoy life tends to abandon difficult projects when alternatives appear and feels little pressure to work. Hmm. 
Hmm. And versus confident drive, anxious diligence, and scattered anxiety. What I'm going to do, uh, folks, is I'm going to, um, in the show notes to this, I'll post a link to my full profile so you can have a look at um, it. One, you can have a look at it just to see how I've come out and two, whether it's something you'd be interested in doing and you can follow the link and get your own. Uh, so in productivity patterns, bright ideas is my high one. Most excited when exploring ideas and possibilities, less interested in taking action and likes starting projects more than finishing them. Now that is probably the most accurate statement that we've read so far love starting these things finishing them that's another thing um, and that's versus grand plans reliable results and adaptable actions um, how many more of these patterns are there's two more patterns so the next pattern is the reward pattern and this describes your attitude towards potential rewards in life has to offer so money attention status power and achievement so i've come out as Dizzy excitement, enthusiastic, but lacking in follow through, impulsive and easily tempted by the promise of pleasure and attention from others. Hedonistic and distractible. Oh, man, these patterns, they've got me nailed dead on with these patterns. And dizzy excitement versus focus, ambition, uh, steady drive and laid back. Whoa, dizzy excitement, hedonistic tendencies and distractible oh man um, esteem pattern now uh, so this uh complex describes your attitude towards yourself and others um it reflects your esteem for yourself and for other people um i come out as in the category of open arms is confident in the goodness of self and others gives trust freely with no worries of being betrayed feels empowered to improve the lives of others um yeah i'm i'm down with that versus the other three in this category is take charge lone wolf and anxious affection so okay um that's the patterns um as i said what i'll do from here is i'll add a link to my full profile in the show notes to this um podcast so you can take a look at more depth um, and also use it to decide whether, excuse me, that you want to, if you want to <coughs> take um, the big five. But I, re- I recommend it. As I said, it's only $20, so give it a shot. Okay, so that's all that I wanted to cover on the big five personality test. Just wanted to take a deep dive into it. As I said, I was just curious to see how I would come out in it and from um, what we saw what I've explored with you on the podcast today it is fairly accurate especially those uh, patterns man those patterns have me pegged dead on man dead on um the patterns have me for sure and again the the point of taking these is the whole self-awareness now many of those things that have come up I'm aware of them and um, there's one thing to be aware, and then there's another thing to say, okay, well, how do I develop tactics and strategies um, to help me be at my best, knowing that I have a natural tendencies towards some of these patterns um, and, of course, the traits themselves and how they play themselves out in my everyday interactions. Um, I think I had a lot to think about from this, the big five, and so... 
we'll be seeing how I implement those in the coming weeks and months. Okay, that's it for me. Coach Clay out. Peace. Have a good one, folks.